I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Artist Spotlight podcast. I'm Chip Freund, and today I'm joined by Gene Cheely. Jean is a studio artist and instructor working in fused glass and jewelry creation and is based in Cary, North Carolina. Jean, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, this is a delight. Uh, you and I have known each other for a, a bit through the Cary Gallery of Artists, but I always enjoy getting to know each of the artists a bit better as we go through the process here on the uh, the podcast. So the first thing I ask each artist to do is share a little bit of something you're currently working on or something you maybe you just finished to get to ground the audience and what you're currently up to. So my latest body of work is an unusual technique that I have added my own spin to and currently showed in the Piedmont Craftsman Show, which turned out to be a great show for me. We'll, we'll see how it is going forward. But they, the title of the body of work is Vessels and the Spaces Within. And what makes it unique is the design elements that I make before I make these vessels. The vessels are dropped through a mold that I make and the drop has to be watched very carefully, especially at the end when the vessel hits the bottom of the kiln floor. I stop the heat so that it won't go any further and then anneal it there is a lot of cold working technique after that to prepare the rim of the vessel. But what makes this method so unique is that it's fire polishing on the way down, inside and out. So it appears to be blown glass. Well, mm. what I mean is it it has the it has the the great um, aspect of, of blown glass in that it looks fire polished inside and out hmm. versus say forming that in some kind of a mold, which always leaves a bit of a residue on the outside. So anyway, I've had a lot of fun. I made about 54 different vessels. Each vessel mm. takes 100 hours Oof. from concept to completion. Now, some of those hours are, a lot of those hours are kiln time because they require three different kiln firings, which are each 24 hours. And the rest is designing, cutting, and then cold working it at the end. Sorry if that was too long. No, that was great and very informative. Uh, you described things, uh, I think, quite effectively. And congratulations on the uh, on getting into Piedmont. That's a 
a, a notable uh, event each year. Thanks. So we then roll into our questions. And the first is, what is your earliest memory of making art of any kind? I would have to say my earliest memory was, happened around when I was 12 years old. And I, I wanted to redesign my bedroom mm -hmm. in our household. We never had designers coming in, but I was always kind of envious of my friends whose parents did bring in designers. So I thought, well, I'm going to do my own. So I, I was pretty good by that age at sewing. And so I made a, a princess canopy for my bed with a coordinating bedspread, dust ruffle, curtains. And then I refinished my furniture to match my new decor. That's my earliest memory. That's pretty and, ambitious. And then from there, I, I also designed and made clothes for school, two formal gowns and quilts knitted and crocheted wearables. I, I grew up in a family of makers. Mm. There were four kids with different interests and talents. And there were always projects in the making in our household. So you, at the time, I didn't realize, I, I know now that that kind of energy, group energy is inspiring and um, keeps you going. Well, cool. Question number two is, what brought you to your current media and why? And you really, as I understand it, are into a couple of different things. You've got the, the fused glass work and then you also have some lovely jewelry, you know, wearable works of art, if you will. What brought you to those spaces and why? Um, <clears throat> I had always been pretty fascinated by stained glass. So I took a workshop in 2000 after my kids went off to college and liked it so much. I set up a shop in our home I would often work until 2 a.m. It was it was almost intoxicating. Um, so then I ended up designing and making custom windows for homes. I sold small items in a cooperative gallery in Apex at that time. And then I was commissioned to make a six foot by six foot window in the lobby of Sanderson High School mm. in the athletic director's office window. And lately, if I run into somebody from Sanderson, I'm told that almost every senior poses for a picture taken by their parents at graduation in front of that window. So that to me is very gratifying to hear. Mm. But glass is an amazing medium. I became curious about other art forms in glass. 
and decided to attend Corning Museum of Glass workshops. They are week-long, very intensive workshops. They teach a broad spectrum of art disciplines in glass as the medium, which includes blowing glass, flamework glass, casting glass, kiln-forming glass, carving, sculpting, and cold working. So I took at least three or four of those intensives and they were in casting glass, kiln forming, carving, sculpting, and cold working. So I also took intensives at Pittsburgh Glass, Aramont School of Arts and Crafts, the Chrysler Museum of Glass, and Warm Glass Studio. All of those contributed greatly to my technical and creative processes. Mm. So when I would take those intensives, they were focusing on, I was focusing on a new technique. And when I came out of it, I, I was always so inspired that I would say, oh, I can do this with mm. this technique that no one else is doing. Anyway, that's kind of how my process worked. That's very interesting. And it's clearly a, a complex and technical element to it, more so than other uh, medium out there, I would say. I do have a, a strong science and math background, and those have helped me enormously because working with glass is, is an art and a science. Mm -hmm. So what inspires your work? Where does it come from, the various ideas and subject matter and elements that you create? So the other aspect of creating is I've explored many applications, as I just mentioned, but I never like to stay in a box. Mm. I'm always asking, how can I expand on this? And early on, a lot of artists told me, you need to, you need to develop a style that, that you'll always do. And that's just not me at mm. all. I really like to expand and create and keep saying, what else can I do with this? So mm -hmm. basically the medium of glass inspires me because when you, if you look at a plate glass window, you're, you're thinking, well, that's just a really static medium. And but when you heat it to a fluid state, it informs me that nothing in life is static. Mm. So I draw inspiration from other art forms, from historical events that relate to our current events, mm. as well as decorative art. As you look back on 
your career so far, what advice would you give to an artist just starting out? My main advice would be take classes, classes from the best you can afford hmm. and master the technique. And I'd say look for inspiration by visiting museums, paying attention to nature and other art forms to inform your work. As I said before, don't stay in a box with your work. And most of all, love what you're doing. Good, good, good. And no episode would be complete without some recommendations. So whose art should we go out and check out? It could be somebody you just recently discovered or an old master that is you've gone back to time and time again. Um, well, my probably my favorite master glass artist, Lino Talia Pietra. And he is a Murano, he started out as a Murano glass artist as, mm. at the age of eight. And when Dale Chihuly went over there to do a Fulbright Fellowship, he met him and offered to bring him to this country because Lino is a true glass artist. He wanted to create his own forms and his own colors. And a lot of people might not know this, but, and, and maybe it's changed, but back then <clears throat> the Murano glass artists, it, it's a factory mm -hmm. and they required their glass blowers to do a certain piece the same way and master that so that they could do production work. Mm -hmm. And they were not allowed to have their own artistic um, meaning in it. So he came over here and he really was inspirational and, and taught the glass blowing artists in this country how to blow glass and not do this by yourself if you want to advance to these big pieces you need a team mm. of four to six people who are going to help you in the processes. And um, just, I, I had the opportunity to meet him over those 10 years that I went to the Glass Scholar. He was always there and just such a wonderful, wonderful person. He retired this past year at age 84 he was still blowing glass, but probably, um, yeah. And then um, I, I was also, I'm also very involved in making jewelry and um, working with precious gems, metals, and um, pearls, trying to create some timeless pieces that, that, um, the forms again coming from nature and I was very lucky to take many workshops with Marianne Schur who was a world-renowned metals expert and jewelry designer and then I also make jewelry from my class 
So I just wanted to mention that. I also began teaching classes at local craft centers, which really challenged me to make sure I knew my craft well and could get my students excited about learning and making. But I, I would have to say those are the two artists that inspired me the most. And then, of course, um, combining glass and jewelry creations, Louis Comfort Tiffany. Uh, I've studied a lot of his books, and that was very inspiring. And I've seen a lot of his exhibits, so... Mm. That's what I would impart to people who want to go on this journey at all. Well, thank you for those recommendations. Uh, appreciate having that. One of the fun jobs being the host of this is uh, I get recommendations of all sorts of artists to go check out that I may not know. So I look forward to that personally. So thank you. Mm -hmm. for that. Well, thank you for having me. Well, that brings us here to the end. And we want to make sure that folks can get out and find your work. And of course, uh, you've got a website, jeanchili.com. Uh, you and I share gallery space at the Cary Gallery of Artists in lovely downtown Cary. And I believe you're also right next door also at the Village Art Circle. And on the other side of the country, if you're out in Washington State, stop into the Tacoma Museum of Art Shop, and you can find some of Jean's work there as well. So once again, Gene, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you, Chip. And I certainly totally admire your work as well. And uh, that concludes today's episode. Please tune in again next time for another conversation with a contemporary artist on the Artist Spotlight podcast. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chipfreundphoto.com slash blog. And you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.